it's a crazy time, but it's a really good time to remember, you know, to be compassionate, to be kind, to be thoughtful, to be considerate, mm-hmm. um, even when our own feelings are hurt and even when we're struggling. office in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to The Ballast Life, a series of conversations highlighting respected professionals, community leaders, and important topics that are necessary to achieving financial cohesion. Hello, everybody. This is Andy Reynolds, COO and financial advocate at Ballast. And today is April 3rd, 2020. We are in the midst of working remotely Uh, dealing with all the coronavirus and what has come from it. And today I am very excited to have a special guest to bring to you, uh, Leslie Iwinski, who is a retired physician um, and also has started a program called Growing Peaceful Families, which my wife and I were very lucky to attend a program with her, uh, just talking about family importance and um, our children, as a lot of you know, we have four young children um, who keep us very busy outside of work and just learning different ways to to help make family a priority and, and to think about everybody's mental health as well. And if you've worked with us long enough by now, you, you realize that uh, money is very personal and with with uh, person personal money management comes a lot of, of deeper conversations. So... We talk a lot about uh, personal financial health and as well as, as family health and mental health. And it, it just kind of comes full cycle. So, Leslie, I appreciate you joining us today. And we're excited to learn a little bit more about you and some thoughts that you have. Thank you, Andy. I'm really happy to be here. This is a, it's just a pleasure and a privilege to be with you today. Well, we appreciate it. One thing I, I wanted to start out with, just a little bit of a curveball. Last night I was on a podcast with you, and you had made a, a comment about your husband, who also is a physician and still working, a, a orthopedic physician, um, going in every day and, and, and still seeing patients and, and cases. And, um, you know, we hear about these healthcare workers and, and everything they're, they're going through. Um, I know it's a little off off topic, but it, it kind of hit me, you know, just a reminder of, of what people on the, on the front lines are dealing with. Would you mind just starting off by sharing a little bit of what your family is, is going through in response to, to him still working and, and really going out and seeing patients still at this point? Well, sure, sure. Well, I'm, I'm very lucky that he, he saw this coming. Um, probably before most people did. And so he was already making preparations for, um, for the physicians that he works with. And he's, uh, he's the chief of staff at Shriners Hospital. So they've been working and working with UK. Um, but so they've got a lot of good, um, really helpful protocols in place. But one of the things that, um, you know, our, our routine has definitely changed. Uh, I'm, you know, so concerned about him. And I also have a daughter in healthcare who uh, is in a nursing home and they just had their first case of COVID yesterday and she's oh, wow. four months pregnant. So I'm, I'm also very okay. concerned about her as well. Yeah. Um, so this is very real. This is very real to me. So, um, you know, my husband is, uh, we sleep in separate rooms now. I'm in the guest room and we FaceTime in the morning before he goes to work. We FaceTime at night just to minimize contact. He, he wears a, yeah. just a little cloth mask in the house. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, uh, we have, his mom is 92 and she lives with us and she has been in wonderful health, but we know if she were to get this, it would be extremely serious. So, um, you know, we've, we've changed just like everybody else has. We're trying to follow the guidelines. We, we look forward to, you know, five o'clock with our governor. That's been become kind of a highlight <laughs> fam- family it's been focus great. of the day. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It really is so, so encouraging. And I'm so grateful to see our governor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's such a rare time where you have this disease that really is non-discriminating and, it, and it's affecting everybody, you know, no matter the race or, or location or um, how wealthy you are or any other demographic. It, it really is affecting everybody and, and it will continue. You know, I don't think we're anywhere near the peak. Um, and we'll continue to, to see how that affects people. Um, what are your, I guess maybe take it, let's take a step back and, and talk about your background and, and what you do now, obviously retired from, from practicing. Um, but talk a little bit about your, before coronavirus, your, your interactions with people and, and how you're consulting with people and working therapeutically with people. Well, my my background's in family medicine, and um, you know, just as a as a as a side note, and um, I've shared this with you before, when I had two little girls who were three and four, and I was a family doc, you think I'd know what to do? I had nothing. I had no clue. <laughs> my only tools weren't working, and I just didn't want to go to yelling. I didn't want to go to spanking. I just I just didn't. I knew the kind of mom I wanted to be, and um, luckily I had a patient who was a parenting instructor, so I signed up for her class. And it literally set me on a road that led me to where I am today, where I just became so encouraged and inspired and rewarded by the methods and approach that I use that I have been really practicing to use that with my kids. So I went on to become a parenting guide myself and um, started growing peaceful families with a colleague. And uh, we've just tried to offer workshops and classes. Um, we have a website and a Facebook page. And, you know, how that's changed, I mean, I had some workshops and things that were, have been scheduled, of course, they're all canceled because of mm-hmm. coronavirus. So I, I try to keep active on our Facebook page. I usually share things from other people. I think part of being a really good teacher is finding all kinds of great information and sharing other people's wisdom. I don't have that much myself, sure. but I love to share what I come across and um, <laughs> always, <laughs> always encourage people to, you know, message me if you have a question or you want to talk about it. And um, yeah. started doing some some Zoom conferences with our church with one of the deacons about uh, walking with Jesus through the coronavirus pandemic. Just mm-hmm. you know, trying to do practical, helpful tools while we're on the ground together. Yeah, yeah. I think it's such an interesting time. You know, it, it really we have clients in all ages of the spectrum, and we have young people and people with young kids and teenage kids, and you know, people who you know, kids have gone off to college and maybe now are back home or um, and then we have people who, you know, have older kids and, and people who are, you know, in their, in their later years as well. And it's, and, and it's your all's role from the mental health standpoint. I think it's so important in these times. And, and you know, the one thing that is um, interesting about this and, and for me, a, a positive that I've seen is really everyone seems to be wanting to pitch in and whether it's financially or emotionally or you know, checking on your neighbor or, you know, that, that person down the street who, you know, they don't have any family members. People have really kind of stepped up and, and it's been a rewarding thing to see. Um, as you, knowing that you focus a lot with younger families, but now you're doing this 
um, additional things with, with the church and, and whatnot. What are you seeing across the spectrum of, of people and, and what challenges are, are you witnessing in their lives? Um, I, I think one of the most um, frequent uh, emotions that I'm seeing is overwhelm. I mean, this mm -hmm. is just sort of overwhelming and it sends us um, into kind of the fight or flight fight, flight, uh, or faint is the other one, or freeze. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that anxiety can really get the better of us. And it's a very, it's, it's a very uncomfortable and a very unhealthy place to stay stuck, um, mm -hmm. stuck in. So I think, you know, the, the challenges are to try to find a way ourselves as, you know, as, as individuals to find a way to, um, to relax is not the right word, to connect um, within ourselves to be still, to be quiet, mm -hmm. um, to know that, you know, the overwhelm and the anxiety that, that these are, these are only feelings. And if we sit with them, we can breathe through them and they can, we can lessen their grasp on us. Um, and so I think I see that probably the most. I've also seen uh, families who are very grateful for the opportunity to be together because their lives have been so busy that they have not had this opportunity to literally hang out and throw the football and um, they're really enjoying, you know, that time, you know, mm -hmm. ex expressing a sense of guilt at the same time, but just really not having had an opportunity to spend time together. Um, yeah. I, 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 like to, I like to see um, that there are silver linings many, many places, but, uh, you know, yeah. I think we need to look for those. Sometimes they're not obvious. I, I agree with that. Um, Mark Cuban came out recently and had some comment about, you know, he's been wearing basketball shorts for the past three weeks. He may never put slacks on again. He spent more time with his family than he ever has. And, and that will forever change him. Um, so, you know, I, I agree. There, there's as much challenge and as much um, difficulty as there is out there. I think it's important that to, to recognize the good and the positive that has the ability to come from this as well. Um, so those people who are struggling with, with the overwhelmness or, or being overwhelmed or maybe struggling with boredom um, or lack of you know, purpose at this point, you know, if, you're, if you're not working, if you're laid off or, or if you're retired and, and you're sitting home all day and you know, now three, almost three weeks into this and you've watched all your Netflix shows and you're tired of watching TV. Um, how, how do, how can people cope with that feeling and, and what are maybe some best practices for, for dealing with, with those um, who may not have as much going on? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. And I wish, I wish I had a simple answer. I mean, one <laughs> of the things that this affords us, if we're willing to um, take advantage of the opportunity is a chance for us to really take a look at what is our purpose in life. And we do have one. It's not like I don't have, mm -hmm. everybody has a purpose. Um, mm -hmm. This may be your introduction to your purpose. And often, probably more often than, than not by far, our purpose has to do with how we give to the planet, how we mm -hmm. give to others. So, you know, what can you do where you are? And it doesn't mean, like a um, personal example, I bought a stack of material before everything went down and I cut it all and I'm like, I'm going to make a million, you know, masks. With, I'm going to be the best little sewer. 
I can crank out barely one a day. I stink. My machine is old. It doesn't have a back stitch. So, you know, it's like, it's a lot. So, so that was, you know, I thought I'll contribute that way. That's clearly not the best way for, for me to contribute. And I could tell because I was feeling overwhelmed and discouraged. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm going to have to move in another area. So, you know, so try out stuff with something, see what works for you. And mm-hmm. um, we were talking a few minutes before um, the podcast about writing letters, you know, the, the yeah. lost art of writing yeah. letters. I mean, what a, what a wonderful way to spend 20 minutes just, you know, writing to an aunt, writing to, uh, you know, a grandparent, any, anybody writing a note for your mm-hmm. neighbor and just leaving it on their porch for them to find. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing more uh, comforting and consoling and you can read it over and over again, I think, mm-hmm. than, than, getting, than getting a letter from somebody. You can also make phone calls and you can text and you yeah. can email. Um, you can do podcasts like we're doing. Uh, so I think <laughs> it's right. just looking, looking, looking for ways that you can do good um, in the world. And that yeah. comes back to you. It really does. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, one thing that we in our office try to try to focus on and try to educate people on is, is just doing good and, and, you know, charity and, and, you know, finding ways to use your financial assets in, in a, in a good purpose as well. And one thing we've always shared with people is our happiest clients are the ones that give the most and right. they're the ones who support you know, whether, whatever their passion is, they're the ones who are giving themselves, you know, not only, maybe not even financially, but, you know, time and, and whatnot. And, and in a period like this where you have plenty of time, I think that's an excellent idea of, you know, how can you take your resource that you have today and give to others? And, and if you're feeling frustrated, bored, overwhelmed, uh, you know, what have you, what a great idea of, of just stopping and, and thinking, how can I give part of myself to someone else, whether, you know, it's a phone call or a letter. Um, and, and the letter thing, we, we were talking about that and just kind of struck me, what a great idea. Because, you know, it, it, it also is, it builds anticipation if you're passing letters back and forth. And obviously we want to do it safely. And, and I don't know, maybe you have ideas of how to do that without spreading germs. Um, but, you know, doing that and, and knowing, you know, if you have a a person who's going to send you a letter and you're going to get one in the mail at three o'clock every day, um, you know, it it gives you that purpose as well of, of, you know, what am I going to do? It's exciting. It's exciting, you know, and I know what, what, what we've been doing, you know, coronavirus doesn't live on paper or cardboard that long, but my, my Mm -hmm. practice has been to bring the mail in and let it just sit for Mm -hmm. 24 hours. And then yeah. I open it in a, and we have a decontamination or a sanitizing area in the laundry room and I'll go through the mail there and get it out. And then the clean mail comes in the house and the envelopes go out for recycling mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's interesting. One thing Laura and I talked about a couple nights ago is, you know, we're like, okay, we are now in this period of time. Like this is reality. We have to come up with a schedule and we have to, you know, figure out what are, what is our day going to look like? Because it's probably not changing. You know, I think now things are looking like the end of April at the earliest and may or may not be then. But how do we get through this time and have some type of routine? Um, you know, and, and it's easier for us because we have kids to distract us and, and, and keep them on a routine, which is good for them. Um, you know, I'm still working full time and, and, you know, she's still working as well. 
Um, so it's easier for us to create that. But I, I think, you know, somebody who may have less going on or who may um, have that sense of being overwhelmed, you know, creating a methodical schedule and, and leaning on that, I think is, is um, really wise uh, as yeah, well. I, I agree. And it doesn't have to be, you know, just looking at the whole spectrum of people, there's people, you know, living alone who, you know, their day generally doesn't have a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to keep that rhythm of, you know, I get up, I have my coffee, I shower, you know, what, whatever your routine is, just to try to maintain that as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Try to get outside whenever you can. If you have an umbrella and in a warm coat, you know, walk in the rain. It's and just to get outside and get the fresh mm -hmm. air really does help uh, significantly. Any exercising you can do. If you hate exercising, just put some music on and dance. I mean, this is dance yeah. parties are so cool, and uh, families love these kids just love them, especially when the kids pick the music. Um, yeah. So there may be heavy metal. You never know what you're going to be listening to, but <laughs> you know, all in all, in the spirit of cooperation and community, you just start dancing. <laughs> and, uh, right. and there's a there's a there's a guy in Buffalo. I'm I'm originally from the Buffalo area. There's a guy in Buffalo mm -hmm. who has a sound system, and he plays music every day at five, and all the neighbors come out and dance. And I love it's, it. it's on, it, yeah, it's up on, it's up on, um, on the internet, but it's just really cool. Like, that's a great thing. I mean, those people are looking forward to, you know, five o'clock so they can all go outside and see each other and dance. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, being creative, uh, I think mm -hmm. is, is nice and, and, and doing things outside your comfort zone. You know, what a great time mm -hmm. to, to try something new. Um, and, you know, just doing things that, that, you know, are are different or or you know to your point of of you know maybe find a new hobby um you yeah. know learn to play a musical instrument especially if there's not a whole lot going on you know friday night you, you don't have those things pulling you in 10 different directions um you know what, what a good opportunity to take up a new challenge um what do you think um just from kind of a, a, a general healthcare perspective um, as this thing progresses and, and trying to be smart um, uh, from a medical side, you know, obviously the, the more uh, distancing you can do is, is going to be more advantageous um, for yourself. How do you balance that versus the mental health? You know, I look at Myself and and we're doing podcasts like these and talking to people all day long, clients and and you know our office we have two Zoom calls a day, just kind of keeping everybody aware of things. And then we're talking on the phone interactively. So I, so I look at myself and I feel very connected. Still, I look at my wife and she's you know still working and and dealing with but dealing with the kids all day long and she's chomping at the bit from a, a mental mm -hmm. standpoint of of missing the social interactions and whatnot as this progresses forward, assuming it gets worse before it gets better, how do you balance the, the desire of, of getting out of your quarters versus the protectiveness for your, for your physical health of, of needing to, and not only yours, but other people's needing to, right. to stay distanced? Um, any ideas there? Well, I think, you know, part of your answer goes back to, to schedule. Um, you know, it's, you know, just to have um, just a quick word for, you know, the parents whose kids are out of school and they're trying to, you know, make their kids keep up with their work and everything. Um, just a suggestion that uh, just the idea that perhaps 
perhaps this isn't the most important thing that's going on right now, just keeping up with schoolwork, because mm -hmm. I honestly think there's going to be so, so many um, students that have gotten behind for a ton of different reasons, not just that they don't have internet or access to a computer, but just because this is so stressful, they can't really learn um, mm -hmm. very well in, in, in this situation. So we're, we're going to have to be doing some backfill in education. What's the most mm -hmm. important thing is that your children feel safe and that mm -hmm. they feel connected to you. So, so, so putting the main focus on that, and once they feel you're like, oh, I can relax a little bit, thank goodness, I was really going, I was going crazy there. Then after they're feeling that, you know, they've, they've had a chance to breathe a bit, say, so we got some work to do. When do you mm -hmm. want to do it? Like, let's, let's pick a time and you pick it and you, you decide what order you're going to do, you know, your worksheets in or your subject. That's entirely up to you. Give, empower them because they're feeling more disempowered than ever these days. I mean, they're stuck at home. They can't see their friends. Um, mm -hmm. anyway, anywhere you can give them control over their life, you know, like, you know, what day would you like to do laundry together? Um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if this is a great opportunity to, to learn household skills, if you, mm -hmm. if you, uh, if you're, if you're willing and if your kids are willing, they might not be, but you know, humor goes a long way. If you can make it funny or, you know, mm -hmm. somehow make it silly, uh, it, it, it might be a little bit more successful. And, you know, to answer your question about how do you, how do you, balance your mental health needs with social distancing, um, social distancing has to be a priority. Absolutely, mm -hmm. hands down, that is the absolute priority. So how can you, you know, get out and is it walking is a great way. I mean, our neighbors get out and walk and we'll, you know, we'll take turns taking a birth. We'll walk 10 feet away from each other as we walk by. Um, but smile and say hello to those neighbors, you know, yeah. when you go by them. You'll see some people are just looking down and you can tell they're yeah. so stressed. You know, just try to say hello, how you doing? Um, you know, we talked about just reaching out to others, uh, balancing mental health needs. It's probably for moms at home and dads at home with the kids like 24-7. Um, mm -hmm. Going back to the schedule idea, if if you can find a way, and it won't probably happen overnight, but gradually introduce the, 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 op, the, the idea of a quiet hour or a quiet 15 minutes if you can't get a whole hour, but a quiet mm -hmm. 15 minutes where everybody, including mom and dad, gets to sit quietly, you know, wherever they feel comfortable and just, mm -hmm. you know, take a break from it. Take a, take a chance to, to breathe and to charge batteries. And, um, and it, you don't all have to be alone to do that. Maybe your little one would like to snuggle up next to you when you have that quiet time mm -hmm. together. Um, but, but that, that downtime, that quiet time. And, and if you're fortunate enough to have a partner, you then to kind of, you know, pitch hit, pinch hit, take turns for each other so that each one of you mm -hmm. gets, you know, 15 minutes to, you know, close the bathroom doors, sit in the bathtub and be at peace, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, if that's what it takes. Um, for single parents, it's, it's just so much harder because um, yeah. you are it. You are the only one there in the home. And yeah. uh, it, it's, you know, I would just encourage you to reach out whenever you can, you know, try and keep a regular bedtime and get kids in bed. Um, as early as you possibly can and not talking four o'clock, but you know, by mm -hmm. eight, eight o'clock, um, nine o'clock kids should be in bed and then you may have an hour for yourself. Um, and yeah. I would encourage you not to wash the floors and do housework. I would encourage you <laughs> to take care of yourself. You know, let those things go. Your house is going to be there. You can clean it in a couple months. It's, you know, do, do the cursory, but um, focus on taking care of yourself over your household um, just, just prioritize your, your own mental health, um, doing what you like to do. Yeah, I, I think those are good pieces of advice. I, I think two things 
that that you talked about that really kind of struck me was one empowering and obviously empowering kids is, is so important, but I think also empowering spouses and, you know, if it's just you and your spouse at home, um, for all, for older people or people who don't have children, um, is you're probably not used to spending that much time together and that may be stressful in itself. Um, mm-hmm. so I think treating each other the same way of, of empowering, you know, Hey, when, when do you want to do this? Um, how can I help you? You know, um, I, I think that's, that's important as well. And, and trying to help each other. Um, and, and I just think empowering people, um, anything from a small decision to a big decision is, is so important. Um, and then the friendliness, you know, I've told many people this story and it was, it was the, the strangest interactions with people I've ever had. Um, you know, a week ago or so I went to the grocery at seven o'clock in the morning before work started and we needed to get some stuff. And, it was almost like if you looked at somebody, you were going to get the coronavirus and everyone's heads down and everyone's trying to get in and out of there as quickly as possible and big dramatic moves with their grocery cart. If you're, if you're coming close to someone, you know, yanking it back or moving it to the side. And it was just the strangest feeling. You know, I tried to have my head up saying hi to people and very few wanted to interact. It was like what makes us humans has been, has been disconnected a little bit. Um, and so I think the friendliness, like you're saying on walks, you know, saying hi to people, you, know, you, you can wave and smile and, and, you know, as much as you're seeing the kindness outside of things, that one interaction in the grocery store, it, it was so strange. Um, so I think just remembering the simple, simple traits of, of friendliness is, is yeah. I, it's funny. Um, I had a very similar experience to that. And, um, you know, I think it's important that even even when people keep their eyes down and they're pulling their grocery carts away from you or, you know, whatever, uh, and they don't smile back, I think it's important for us to do that anyway, because yeah. it's, it's, they're, they're not acting that way because we did something to offend them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, they're terrified. And, right. you know, when you're, when you're coming from fight or flight, uh, you're, you're literally in survival mode. And, you know, we've talked about this in our class, it's not the bear, you know, um, the bear come the the bear that's in the in the forest when you see that it just sort of um you just you just lose all your need to think about that bear and what size it is and what weight do you think it is and you know mm-hmm. like uh, you just you you don't need that um reasoning so you literally just go to survival mode and uh that doesn't require smiling at the bear you know the bear is the bear isn't there um I, I, I'm sorry, I got distracted by something that was going on in the background. Oh, you're fine. Um, but uh, it, it, it's it's a to have compassion on these people. I think is what I'm trying to right. say, rather yeah. than having our feelings hurt that they're well, they didn't smile at me, you know. So you know what? This this these people are struggling, and they need yeah. your smile more than anybody. And that may be the one thing they remember today is like you know, at least somebody said hi to me. You know, I that's it, right. It's a it's a it's a it's a crazy time, but it's a really good time to remember you know, to be compassionate, to be kind, to be thoughtful, to be considerate, mm-hmm. um, even when our own feelings are hurt and even when we're struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, as we kind of wrap up here, you know, healthcare workers and, and you know, you, your husband, um, you know, but, but primarily people out there who are the, the, the first interaction with the sick people, um, 
how can we help them? How, how can we, uh, obviously, I mean, you, you made a comment before we started that there's going to be some PTSD from this and, and it's not only going to be healthcare workers, it's going to be the person who lost their job. It's going to be the, the person who is scared of death of, of getting it and um, going to the hospital and, and not coming out. Um, and, and I've had those conversations with people and they're real, you know, it's, it's, yes. although it's a low likelihood, yes. um, at this point, um, those are real feelings. Um, right. how, how do you, how do we help those people? I think number one, we need to pray for them. You know, whatever, whatever your faith, um, if you, if you don't believe in a, in a supreme being, I, you know, pray to the, the, the the, the goodness in the universe to protect these people as much as possible mm. and to take care of them. Uh, another thing that, you know, I, I thought of today is like, you know, I don't think I've ever written a thank you note to my doctor, but this would yeah. be a great time to just write a letter to, you know, any doctor, you know, that you've seen, um, just write them a letter thanking them for what they're doing um, mm. in terms of just being part of this community. There's some places I've seen where they, cheer and uh, honk horns and police cars line up and flash the lights uh, as a way of thanking healthcare workers. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if we need to go that route, but if somebody wants to organize it, um, you know, I'll get in my <laughs> car and go honk. With them. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. happy to do that. But, you know, just keeping, keeping them close in thought and, um, and doing, you know, just doing, if you do so, you can so mass. They're, they're going to be, Lots and lots of needs for masks, not just, um, I don't know if it's become official yet, but we're all going to be asked to wear masks at some point, just so we don't mm -hmm. accidentally share our, you know, asymptomatic coronavirus with someone who's vulnerable. So you yeah. know, there's a lot of opportunities to, to engage that way and make donations. You know, if you're able to donate to um, the fund that Andy Bashir has set up, um, any any of your charities are struggling with the homeless shelter, the Hope Center, the Catholic Action Center. They're all they're all in need of all kinds of supplies. So um, mm -hmm. it it just, and and really the best way you can help physicians is social distancing. Because mm -hmm. I know when when my husband sees people not social distancing, it's very upsetting because yeah. their lack of social distancing may impact you know, the people he's taking care of and it may impact him and it may impact his mom. So he mm -hmm. just, you know, just social distance. We just, we just have to do it. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I've forgotten about your, your mom living with you guys. I mean, you talk about the ultimate sacrifice of, of him going in still and, and potentially exposing himself, knowing what's at home, not just his own health, but you know, a, a very susceptible loved one. Um, you know, it's, 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 we don't always think about that. Um, and I think now more than ever we should, um, and, and appreciate people like that. Um, well, I, I know you had sent me some resources that we can share with people if they like, um, they're welcome to email me if, if, if they'd like, um, any that kind of, if somebody is going through some stuff and, and it's, it's hard and, and they're struggling, um, any one of those that that speaks higher than than others, or or just you know just an openness to to talking to people now if if they are struggling with with anything. Oh, absolutely, be open to talking. And the the resources that are the list that I sent you is a really uh, pretty pretty good starting place. And um, most mental health organizations are 
in higher gear and have a lot more availability via um, conference and FaceTime to be able mm -hmm. to take care and talk to clients. So um, if, if you're feeling stressed, then please reach out um, and, mm -hmm. and call one of those numbers and they'll, they'll refer you to the next one, but don't, don't give up. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, in the meanwhile, just, you know, just stay the course, try to stay and be the calm, safe place that your family needs you to be. Um, take, make your own sanctuary for quiet time, exercise, um, and uh, really important to be hopeful. Really just yeah. stay hopeful. It, it doesn't, um, despair is not going to take us where we want to go. So mm -hmm. I would suggest that people draw a picture or write a list if you're not an artist. The crayons and markers are fine. Mm -hmm. Draw a picture of what you see yourself and your family doing on the other side of this pandemic yeah. and share yeah. that picture with someone, tape it up and, you know, use that picture to inspire you and keep you going, give you courage. Yeah. I, I, what a great idea. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the one thing I wanted to conclude on is that there, this will end. It, this, this will end. Yeah. There will be the, the light at the end of the tunnel. We, we will survive the coronavirus and, you know, there, there will be some that, that, bad things happen um but for most um and, and that's not to, to undermine those bad things because those, those are are difficult um but we we got to remember this this is a period of time and, and we'll get through it and you know life will go on and and we will uh, be i think better and stronger for it um but you know i think um um pa i try to Similar to what you're saying, think about the positives, and, and, and this is not the end of the world as we know it. Um, you know, things things will continue forward. Um, so, well, Leslie, I, I really appreciate having the time to chat with you today. I think this is helpful for me and, and our family, and, and I hope it's helpful for other people as well. Um, you know, and and just uh, you know, compliment you for the the organization that you're doing with the growing peaceful families and. I think we've had lots of friends who have um, sat in on, on your discussions and, and as have we, and, and it's, it's a great um, resource to the community. So, so we appreciate that and we appreciate your willingness to chat with us today. Well, thank you. And, and you're, you're very welcome. Happy to be, be here for you. All right. Well, Leslie, thank you. And we will continue these podcast series and hopefully bring, more um, informative and, and enlightening information to everybody. Um, but Leslie, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. You're welcome.